Apple has something against mobile ads, and we want to know what it is on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly here at Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Friday, October 2nd, 2015, and with me today is the coolest cat out there, Dylan Lewis. How's it going, Dylan? Love that intro. I, I aim to please. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and uh, just so everybody knows, Hurricane Joaquin is not going to rain on this parade. No, no, we're going to keep going. And uh, that way you can listen to it when you're sheltered up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're all trapped. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you heard the energy show yesterday, but I told my uh, uh, strawberry Pop-Tart story about Walmart and how statistically people buy strawberry Pop-Tarts when there's a hurricane. That's bizarre. I don't know what to tell you. I would think it would be cinnamon. I, I agree. I am a cinnamon man, and anybody that hates cinnamon hates America. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so we've got a lot of ground to cover. Basically, we need to talk about, again, Apple's latest moves, because I just updated, and they're totally blocking things now. Yeah. Um, but they're blocking, uh, helping to block mobile ads in Safari. Yeah. Um, so Dylan, first, what's Apple doing exactly to make advertisers' lives difficult? Yeah. So while I may be the coolest cat, uh, Apple does not think, or Google does not think Apple is the coolest cat They right now. definitely do not. Yeah, they are not a fan of them. Uh, so a new feature in Apple's iOS 9, uh, the new operating system, allows users to download these apps that strip the web of advertisements when they're on their mobile browser. And I had, quite frankly, never heard of it. One of them was called Crystal and stuff? Like what? Yeah, there, there are a whole bunch of different ones. Um, you know, Crystal's one. Uh, Peace is another one that came out and then was pulled. Uh, you know, we can get into that. But basically, uh, much like desktop ad blocking, um, there are some clear benefits to end users here. Uh, you know, so ditching ads makes sites load faster, makes them easier to read, way faster, as ma- I understand. It. Makes user experience that. absolutely, you know, st- kind of streamlined. Um, if you're on your cell phone and you're not with Wi-Fi, uh, mobile ad blocking might decrease the amount of data you're using. Uh, something that was kind of interesting that the New York Times did was they looked at, you know, I think maybe the 50 biggest news outlets and the breakdown of load time on the pages between editorial content and ads. And for some of the major outlets, more than half of the load time and then, of course, the data usage was coming from ads. It wasn't the content itself. Uh, I, this is a big deal for me because I do not have unlimited data. I think it's silly to pay for that much because I'm usually on Wi-Fi. But that is cr- I saw the graphics on the, these things, and it was like loading what? It hacked off like 60%, 70% of the load time off. Yeah. Um, so, this so, is another blow to news outlets, though. Yes. Like they're Anyway, all right, yeah. go on. So, so those are some of the clear benefits. Also... Um, you know, some of these apps can block tracking software that people are wary of. You know, like people are very sensitive to their privacy online. And right. this is another way to block, uh, you know, cookies, things like that from tracking what you're doing. You know, it's always so creepy to be uh, browsing and, you know, you go to Amazon, you look at a particular pair of boots, and then a day later, you're, you on, go- you're on Google you and boots? you see the carousel on the you side. Know you want the boots. It's like, you look at these boots. Like, you must want them. I know you want them. And it's like, it's creepy. Um, it's, um, like, it's like mom having your Christmas list. So, uh, for our listeners, I wanted to give everybody a glimpse into uh, last week's events in the life of Dylan Lewis. Um, he got a new fancy iPhone 6S. Yes. And you were a kid on Christmas morning. I uh, was psyched. Yeah. I mean, I was. Box, you were like skipping, like, man. I, I held off for a while to upgrade because I had the five. Right, and I, the five was my first smartphone, and I got it two years ago, two plus years ago, and I, you know, not knowing the upgrade cycles, got the five right before Oops. the five S launched. So I was like pretty much starting out in the ditch in terms right. of the upgrade cycle. So I got the six S, uh, of course, running iOS nine, and have had the opportunity to download one of these, uh, one of these ad blockers and give it a try. And um, now, which know, one did you use? Um, 
was it one blocker? One blocker. Yeah, one blocker. All right. That's um, probably not important, but go on. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole range of different ones that are out there. Some of them you pay a couple bucks for. Um, some of them are free. Um, basically, just to kind of walk you through my experience, you know, like I'm I, gonna do this right now. <laughs> I uh, so I googled boots uh, on Safari normally, just you know before I downloaded anything, and my experience was everything that is above the fold, uh, you know, so before you would scroll at all, is a sponsored result being served up by Google. Right, right. And so I then went to the App Store, uh, downloaded one blocker, which is you know, like I said, one of the many ad blockers that are available. Um, and then you simply just go to settings, Safari, content blockers, and enable the app that you download. And so, you know, wh- whichever ad blocker it is, it'll Got pop it. up in there and you just swipe to enable it. Uh, and then I, you know, decided to go back to Google and search Safari again um, for boots. And of course, there were no sponsored results. So, I mean, it was, all in all, it took me a maybe. 80 seconds to go through the process of... Now you're saving money on data? You're not being offered boots constantly? <laughs> yes. Um, and Did they offer you female boots? I'm curious. Uh, I for, uh, yeah, actually, I think they were warm. Okay. Well, because I, I didn't specify. Right? I did yeah. say boots, yeah. you know? And I think if they were to guess, they'd rather serve up yeah. women's results. Um, so, important thing to remember here is this is all specific to Safari. Um, like This is not something that is available... On Chrome right now, which is actually my main browser on my phones, so right? And I think apparently I need to switch over. <laughs> many people are using that, um, and so you know when you're talking about the potential impact of it, you know that is definitely something to keep in mind. Um, so the Verge did a poll of what people are going to do. Yeah, and so uh, the Verge polled their readers just to kind of gauge their opinions on mobile ad blocking. Uh, not surprisingly, about seventy-eight percent of folks that read the Verge said, you know, I would be willing to pay a couple bucks. For an app that blocks ads for me, and it's just a poll, though. Like it's just actions, a, yeah, yeah. It's just a poll, and I think there's a major caveat that this uh, doesn't take into account human laziness. Yeah, human laziness, <laughs> and the fact that The Verge has an extremely tech literate audience. Right. So I, I think that dramatically overstates what the impact could be. Um, I think more realistically, you know, I think last time when we talked about desktop ad blocking, you know, maybe three or four months back on the podcast, yeah. Um, you cited like roughly ten percent of Safari users run AdBlock on their desktop. That's so low, and I think that that's probably more in line with what we might. We see. need to do our own poll and go to the National Mall. Yeah, when it's just not just walk like around this. with a yeah. phone crew. That'd yeah, be just awesome. Get like a thousand people or something. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, and just to kind of give you an idea of market share globally for the various um, mobile web browsers. Uh, more recently, uh, I think this is as because we covered this a few months ago, as I yeah. recall. And uh, Safari was definitely—I'm sorry—Chrome was definitely gaining ground. Chrome's gaining ground um, as of I think maybe September or so. Uh, Safari had 39% global market share. Chrome had 36% global market share. Uh, a year ago, Safari had 45% global market share, and Chrome had 21%. So we're starting to see that gap narrow. Um, and this is definitely something that will play an interesting dynamic. In- I almost wonder if Apple did this to give Safari or give people an, an, a, a reason to use Safari again. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. Uh, and you know, like that's something that we could talk about when we get into the kind of the implications within the smartphone market. In the for next sure. Okay. Well, before we move on to the implications for the ad market, I wanted to point out to our listeners to the newly redesigned focus.fool.com. There you'll discover a special offer to join the Motley Fool Stock Advisor newsletter for all industry-focused listeners. You'll also see an awesome photo of Dylan and I. <laughs> 
Uh, all Loyal IF listeners have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two-year subscription. Again, just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this offer. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. Um, so, Dylan, what are the immediate implications for the smartphone market? Should I just short everybody that <laughs> lives off of mobile ads, or what are we doing here? Yeah, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Uh, you know, <laughs> like we talked about, uh, just kind of with the landscape of users, um, this only impacts Safari specifically, and people that are willing to adopt this, you know, it's probably a fraction of overall right. Safari users. Um, so, like we said, you know, the, the uh, market share gap between Safari and Chrome has been narrowing over the past two years. I think more than anything else, this might stop the bleeding for Safari a little bit okay, and give so it uh, give it a competitive advantage. Yeah, um, you know, ad blocking software is Google's worst nightmare. You know, right. like, it's how they make all of their money, and right. so uh, you know, it's not a solution that they're too keen on offering people. Um, and I think historically, tech savvier folks have tended to use Chrome because it is. Even though it's made by Google that makes all of its money off of ads, it's easier to manipulate and use. And- yeah, I, I just think it's a better browsing experience, yeah. and I think it, it just works for more people. Uh, I think we might see that change. You know, uh, wow. this is—I mean—this is the kind of thing that tech-savvy people are going to latch onto. Right. Um, you know, like you will have your diehards that want to support ad-based right. businesses, but I think by and large, you know, you could see a lot of people that were using Chrome defect over to Safari. Got it. Um, if they are the people that are inclined to be doing ad blocking to begin with. Now, uh, we were chatting briefly. You don't think this is going to affect cell phone sales at all? No, I don't think this is going to be a big deal for hardware. I think people that are going to be Android users are going to continue to use Android. People that want to be on iOS, you know, it's a nice perk for them. Got it. Um, yeah, I, I think more than anything else, we'll just see a, a difference in what's going on with uh, browser decisions for people. Got it. Okay. So, moving on to uh, actually the super useful portion of the show uh, for foolish investors. Yes. Um, so, everybody get your pens and papers out <laughs> and turn up the volume. Um, this seems to have pretty solid ramifications for people that have their own apps and things on our phones. Yes. Like Facebook. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah. And so, I think... The clearest impact anytime we're talking about ad blocking is what's happening to businesses that are extremely ad reliant, right? Um, and I think this will probably pinch Google a little bit, uh, but I don't know that it is a death blow. By any, you right. know, I, I think that would be totally overstating it. Because um, as we stated, sorry to interrupt, in a previous episode, um, the the money they get for mobile ads is less because people don't click on them as much as they do on their desktops. So right. it's not like. As long as people are still using PCs, they still have a business. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, go on. So something that I was really surprised about uh, when we were researching the show is that mobile browsing simply isn't as big as it used to be um, when it comes to how people are using their phones. Okay. Um, so people are not using web browsers to as, Facebook as I mean, much yeah. as they were in the past. And part of that is the push uh, that you know uh, outlets like Twitter, Facebook, etc., are kind of moving their users towards with having their dedicated apps. Um, and so I, the new website are apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, as particularly for mobile. Um, and so, Flurry, uh, they're a mobile analytics firm. They track basically how people are using their devices, you know, behaviorally. And so, in Q2 of 2015, Americans, American consumers spent on average three hours and 40 minutes per day oh on their mobile gosh. devices, which is insane. <laughs> I, I think that, that probably sounds about right. I don't know about you. I, that's... People have families who could be reading a classic book. <laughs> maybe they're like, maybe they're reading a classic book on their phone. Really? <laughs> um, actually, supposedly, um, uh, Elon Musk uses his phone to read classic books. Like, I read an article about how he's reading the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin on his phone on his free time. 
that sounds like eye strain to me. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, so this is a thirty five percent increase from time spent a year ago. But uh, and I think something that's important for this conversation is the proportion of time spent on mobile web browsers is declining. And so, while in aggregate it's increasing, right. um, in 2013, uh, about 20% of time was spent on web browsers, with about 80% coming via apps. Uh, now, in 2015, according to Flurry, uh, 10% of time is spent on web browsers and 90% on apps. And I, wow. and I, and I think uh, that's really the result of all of these outlets pushing I'm just people towards dedicated apps. On my own experiences, and I, I mean, I, I use my phone, but I, I mean, it's all apps. The only time I you know, I need to find the doctor's office and their phone number, and I use Google Chrome. Like, mm-hmm. it's you know, Facebook's app, or like Twitter. I mean, they're all apps on my phone. Right. And I think that that's what we're going to see with uh, extremely online-reliant platforms. And, of course, these apps don't block <laughs> ads. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the important thing to know here is uh, if you are on Facebook's app, it's not going to impact your browsing session at all. You know, having something like OneBlock on Oh, good. Facebook can keep pitching me T-shirts for people that are born in Ohio and living in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, and, and the people that are uh, using, you know, Twitter or Facebook, they're not using it on the web browsers, like, right? You know, so so I don't think that those businesses are really going to be impacted. I think, unfortunately, the businesses that are going to be affected the most are the ones that we're already seeing dying off, which you know, it's media, really. Right. Um, and I think one of the most interesting things about this announcement is uh, you know you see Apple roll out this feature around the same time that they introduced the news app. Highly suspicious, if you ask me. Yeah, and so and so the news app, <laughs> which is actually very attractive, I uploaded it yeah. and everything. I yeah. mean, we're on it. Uh, come yeah. check us out, the Motley Fool on uh, Apple News. Nice plug there. Yeah, I mean, I set it up, so I felt like I, <laughs> I feel obligated to get people to use it. Um, but you know, so their news app does allow ads, and uh, you know they serve them up through their iAd platform, and depending on the relationship, you know, Apple might get a cut of that, and. Uh, you know, it, it seems like this might be, in part, a uh, an effort to cattle publishers into becoming more comfortable using other people's apps to distribute their content. Wow. You know, because if you're offering them these avenues of, okay, like, you can have the mobile browser experience for your readers, and, yeah, screw it. Like, <laughs> if ads get blocked, they get blocked, you know? Like, we're turning a blind eye and just enabling it. Right. Or you can put your articles on this app or, you know, like Google News or something like that, yeah. that is not being ad-blocked, uh, and you're going to gain and revenue on it, yeah, yeah, and you'll be fine. And so, we'll take our cut. Yeah, and <laughs> and so I, you see that push, um, and uh, I think that's where you're going to see this play out the most. You know, uh, Google will get hit a little bit by this, but, you know, like I said, if we talk about the historical rates of ad-blocking with Safari users at desktop being 10%, and, you know, Safari's, you know, footprint right now in the mid-30s, I think, you know, for mobile web browsers, that doesn't factor into like right. a huge population of people. I, I think we see it more uh, with tra- traditional news media, unfortunately. Now, to Google's credit, uh, before we sign off here, um, uh, as I recall, um, you know, Amazon and Google are well, well, they're actually each other's main competitors because people, you know, either go to Amazon to search for a price or just a product or whatever, or they use Google. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, I happen to love, there's this great generational photo of my dad and I. He, uh, he visited my uh, family, they, he and my mom did, and uh, he happened to bring his local paper, the plane dealer from Cleveland, and he's sitting there reading the paper. And I'm <laughs> next to him on the couch with the iPad reading Google News. <laughs> I mean, need I say more? Yeah. 
Um, and I'm I'm wondering at what point Google would start creating apps. Like, okay, fine, we obviously need to create some stupid apps for these people. Um, and so then on my phone, I'll have a Google News app, a Google Shopping. I, I don't know yeah, at what I, point. I mean, do they that. have a lot of that suite available right now. Um, you know, right now it's more of a which provider do you want to go with? I right. think with all the buzz surrounding um, Apple News and some of the more visually rich elements of it. You know, in a lot of ways. Google News is just kind of more of an aggregator at this right. point. And so, uh, you know, some people have, you know, wanted to play around and test out Apple News. It'll be interesting to see what shakes out there because, like, they're really just kind of competing on serving up content at that point, yeah. uh, you know, with Apple, you know, potentially making ad revenue on it, whereas Google is just kind of keeping people in a, a trackable system for them. I wonder if um, uh, Sergey Brin and Tim Cook, when they run into each other, they kind of avoid each other Yeah, with this stuff going on. <laughs> Ah, I, I didn't see you. I'm sorry. Ah. Anyway, yeah. very good. Well, thank you for your thoughts, Dylan. It's always a pleasure. Sean. Have a good one. You too. Stay indoors this weekend. Stay dry. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interests in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!